turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Just one additional thought on Tim Ryan saying that he makes no apologies for phoning in his vote by proxy to the 107th Congress, something he did 49 times, which ties for first among all members of Congress in missing sessions of Congress. And then he says he hopes that the Senate will adopt the same rules because the Senate right now requires you to be present. Remember when, what were they trying to pass? The Inflation Reduction Act? And a couple of members of Congress had COVID. A couple of members of the Senate had COVID. A couple of Democrats had COVID. And they were worried they couldn't get them there to vote. You should have to be present to vote. Tim Ryan equates it to, well, you know, people are doing business by Zoom. And so, you know, we ought to have government by Zoom. So what? So he could play golf during a current session of the Senate? So he wouldn't have to be there to debate? So he wouldn't have to be there to serve the people of the state of Ohio? So my question is, The president says that COVID's over. Tim Ryan's not wearing a mask. He's going out. He's shaking every hand he can shake, unless you're asking him, you know, questions about why he supports Joe Biden 100% of the time. Why does he advocate for proxy voting to be added to the Senate rules unless he plans not to be present for sessions of the Senate if, in fact, he is elected to the Senate, which begs the bigger question, Why are you running for a job if you don't intend to show up and do it? And what do you have going on that's more important than being a senator from the state of Ohio? I presume you want the job. You're running for it. If you don't want the job, stop running for it. There were no shortage of wacko squad wannabes in the Democratic side of the aisle who wanted the job you won in the primary, if you don't want to do it, pull out. Ludicrous that he's advocate. I hope J.D. Vance like beats him over the head with that. Figuratively speaking, of course. Now, an update on the 11-year-old boy. His family has allowed his last name to be released. So the young man in the Big Walnut Homecoming Parade Friday who tragically lost his balance or fell or ended up somehow on the ground and was run over by a parade float, thus necessitating um, his trip to Nationwide Children's Hospital, where he has had several surgeries since that very unfortunate event. The young man's name, he's 11 years old, his name is Kenny Zedeker. And I have put the link to the GoFundMe page to benefit Kenny's family on the Bruce Hooley Show Facebook page. Last reports that I had on the GoFundMe, $82,000. His mother, Amanda Stepp, tells WSYX Channel 6 that she is, quote, overwhelmed, angry, and sad. I just hurt for him. I still don't understand how this happened, and I don't know if I can ever realize why or how it happened, but it happened. 
Uh, Ohio Highway Patrol says Kenny was walking alongside a float when he fell and was hit by the trailer tires of the float. His uh, aunt, Kenny's aunt, says that he has now started to acknowledge the voices of his family, which gives the family hope. I'm absolutely certain it would. And uh, there is a benefit concert with Drake Milligan, the uh, country heartthrob, I will say. That's the consensus in my family. (laughs) My daughters would be embarrassed that I said that, but that's the consensus that their dad gets from watching them watch Drake Milligan on The Voice. Uh, Drake Milligan will be at Flanagan's on Thursday night. And uh, shout out to my friends uh, Danny Zuko and Kayla Hanley. At uh, Kayla's last name may have changed since she got married. I don't know, but... Uh, but their WCOL is donating all the proceeds of that concert to uh, the Zedeker family. So shout out to them. Uh, kind, very kind gesture, and I'm not surprised. Uh, Danny and Kayla are great, great people. And uh, that's awesome of uh, WCOL to do that. Another update for you on a girl that I have talked about a lot and a girl I wish I had had the chance to meet because she seems like just an amazing, amazing young woman. And she is, unfortunately, extremely unfortunately, one of the young women who have lost their life in the violence of our city that has claimed the lives of many young people who one minute were living a carefree, joyous life, and the next their life was stolen from them by a murderer firing a gun, apparently at random. I'm talking about uh, the late... 17-year-old Mackenzie Ridley. Mackenzie Ridley was at a squirt gun party at an east side park in June of 2021 when someone fired into the crowd, hit her, and she died one week after her graduation from high school. Her mom and others who knew her and loved her are starting, or have started, an endeavor to continue her entrepreneurial spirit. And they are giving grants, scholarships, and online classes to teens and young adults between the ages of 15 and 22 who, like Mackenzie, want to get involved in business. Uh, This is the only choice that you have after something horrible happens is to continue someone's legacy by plugging in and serving others. So I uh, certainly applaud and admire what Mackenzie Ridley's family is doing. And it would be wonderful if there were an arrest imminent in this case but that does not appear to be the case. It may be the case. It just does not appear to be the case. Columbus police are not providing Mackenzie Ridley's mom with any updates on the search for her murderer. They did in January release a photo of two potential suspects. But as is the case so often in cases like this with um, Olivia Kurtz, the young girl shot to death at the party at Bicentennial Park at midnight last summer, I think. Nobody wants to come forward in the community. People know. There's no doubt people know. There's absolutely zero doubt in my mind people know. Somebody knows who shot Mackenzie Ridley. Somebody knows who shot Olivia Kurtz. Somebody knows. And they're afraid to say, or they think it's some kind of code of the street that they not say. And a murderer walks free, and two families are devastated and will be denied the closure that they are certainly due because of the cowardice of people who know and will not say. Now, there's good news on the five-year-old boy that accidentally shot himself in the head in Linden on Sunday afternoon. Saw his picture last night. Man, what an adorable little man. 
Tykes Dondas. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Wow, is he a heartbreaker. You look at that little boy's picture, and it just breaks your heart. Uh, His mother, Chantel Dondas, tells 10TV that he is recovering from the gunshot wound to his head. Chantal's boyfriend, Tayante Diggs, 24 years old, was in a room playing a video game on Sunday afternoon when the little five-year-old boy, Tykees, walked into the room, picked up a loaded gun on the bed, and shot himself in the head. Uh, He is being charged with child endangerment, as he should be. Now, big plans afoot from the visionaries in the city of Columbus. Oh boy, oh boy. Shannon Harden, your woke city council president, says Columbus is booming and he wants it to boom more. He wants it to boom, 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 boom. He wants it to boom four times bigger than it is now because there are 10,000 people living in downtown Columbus now. And Shannon Harden envisions that by 2040, there will be 40,000 people living in downtown Columbus. He wants the downtown population to quadruple He says, we have to build. We have to build and build more. What could go wrong? City council bankrolling high-rise residential areas downtown. What could go wrong? Hmm. Think of every housing project in the inner city in New York and Chicago that you've ever seen. That's what could go wrong. Shannon Harden says, the downtown needs to be a vibrant economic engine. And so he advocates for ca- for converting outdated office buildings into housing, approving high-density housing, and making the city a 15-minute downtown so neighbors can access grocery stores, daycare, and more in a short period of time by walking. I have a two-word prognostication for this. Fool's errand. This is a fool's errand. I know people who moved to Miranova downtown. And then the George Floyd riots hit. And they did not feel safe. And they moved out of downtown. And if you try to turn downtown into high-density residential living, you will turn it into more of a hellhole than it is already becoming, thanks to the feckless, soft-on-crime policies of Andrew Ginther and the city council. So I stop at the grocery store periodically to pick up the one thing that we maybe run out of but uh, might be on sale. I stopped by my local Kroger the last two days, and uh, they have uh, their grapes on sale. 89 cents with a digital coupon. Okay, the normal price was $1.99, so I load it up on grapes. And then I go and I try to check out, and it didn't take my digital coupon. So, you know, in other years I might have been like, oh, well, $1.99 $1.99 is not a bad price. Just pay the difference. Can't afford to pay the difference now because prices on everything are outrageous. I said last week, bacon's on sale, on sale, for $5 a pound. I'm not trying to uh, build business for Kroger here. I'm just saying that's where I shop because I want to get the gas discount like all of us, right? So I insisted on the lady coming over, and she was very kind, and she punched it in. And I don't know why it didn't take my digital coupon, but I had to get that dollar per pound off 
because it ended up with the number of grapes I got, it added up to an $8 difference. So if I do that twice a week, that's a wow. significant amount that's of money. A lot. And I'm not the only one who thinks this way. Trafalgar poll out found, finds that 68% of likely voters say the increase in the price of groceries is impacting their motivation to vote in the 2022 election. Mm-hmm. I have an 18-year-old. She's in college in the state of Indiana. I texted my wife this morning. I said, she's registered. Is she coming back here to vote? Or has she arranged an absentee ballot? Mm-hmm. Because I need her vote. I need every vote I can get. So if you're going to vote conservative, encourage your kids to vote. Make them get registered. they got another week to get them registered. Get them registered. Get them an absentee ballot. Get their vote in. Because this, uh, we just can't afford these prices forever. And we're going to have these prices if, why are grocery prices high? All right, well, let's just look at the cost to get things to market. Fuel is crazy. You think gas is high? Look at the price of diesel. Okay. Remember the railroad strike that was going to happen? Oh, the railroad strike. Oh, the railroad strike. And I told you, it's not going to happen. The Biden mediators got up from the table several months ago to increase the fear that we'd have a railroad strike so they could swoop in at the end and get the unions, who they're in bed with, to go along with the deal. They gave them a sweetheart deal. They gave them a big fat signing bonus with their contract. They gave them a 24% raise. Do the math. If rail workers are paid way more, and I'm not saying they're not worth it, I'm just saying, if they're paid way more, what do you think is going to happen to the cost of getting things to market by rail? It's going to go up, right? So you want to know why food is up. Food is up because it takes fuel to make food. Tractors take fuel, right? Fertilizer is more expensive. Seed is more expensive. Labor is more expensive. You can't find the labor, so what do you do to the laborers you have? You make them work more. How do you get them to work more? You pay them more money. Where do you hide the cost of paying them more money to get them to work? In what they charge you for the food. So it all makes sense if you think about the supply chain and the amount of money that it takes to produce the food and get the food to market. And it also makes sense that people would say, I'm sick of paying $5 a pound for bacon on sale when I used to get it for $3 a pound on sale. And now it's $8 a pound, regular price. Ridiculous. So I'm not surprised at this poll. What I am surprised at is that 57% of Democrats are such idiots. They don't think food prices are a motivating factor for them to go to the polls because only 43% of Democrats said they are motivated to go to the polls by food prices. 89% of Republicans said they are motivated by food prices to go to the polls. Okay, We're going to pick our favorite color laundry. Republicans root for red. Democrats vote for blue. You and I both know elections are decided by independents. What's the number on independents? I'm a little surprised it's pretty much smack in the middle. 64% of independent voters say higher grocery prices are impacting their motivation to vote in November. Now, 64% is not high enough in my opinion, but it's not a good number for Democrats. If 64%, 65, 35 are antsy about food prices, I would assume that's not going to shake out well for Joe Biden and other Democratic candidates. And I keep wondering when I hear inflation's at 8%, I'm like, how is inflation at 8% when eggs are up 100%, when bacon is up like 70%? Food alone is up 13.5% over the last 12 months. What is down in food that's offsetting eggs, milk, meat, 
I don't know of anything What's that's down? down. I mean, it's, something's got to be down mm-hmm. if everything that I buy that's conve- – I, I, would, I would term a conventional food item mm-hmm. is up way more than 13%. It's the largest – even at 13%, it's the largest 12-month increase since March of 1979. 79. I was wow. in college then. I don't remember that. I don't remember. My, my parents must have been super stressed. They were both factory workers. They must have been super stressed about that with three growing boys. I bet, they're glad, I bet they were glad I was at Ohio State eating the crappy cafeteria food in the towers then. Uh, the index for other food at home rose 17%. The increase for cereals and bakery products increased 16%. By the way, let me digress. I'm, I'm on a diet. Who brought the donuts yesterday and who brought the birthday cake today? The... Uh, both would be the big boss. <clears throat> yeah, I know. I'm Could trying to avoid them too. some low-calorie treats <laughs> here at the station? Because I'm not partaking. That's my boss that buys the low-cal yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, food prices have risen at the fastest rate in decades. Vegetables, fruits and vegetables are up 9%. Dairy is up 16%. So that's not going to be good for Democrats. This should be good for Republicans. The Republicans in the Ohio House are really, really, really good at proposing outstanding bills. If only they could be good at passing the bills. I was going to say. Let's get the bills passed. Complete the task. Let's get 454 passed so surgeons can't operate on minors anymore and change their genitalia. Let's get 616 passed so we can't cram CRT and other woke nonsense and gender and sexual ideology down the throats of kindergarten, first, second, and third graders. And let's get House Bill 722 passed, which Representative D.J. Swearingen of Huron terms the Parents' Bill of Rights. He says, in Ohio, we value parents taking an active role in their child's life. When parents are involved, the children succeed. When children succeed, the future of Ohio becomes brighter. I'll sign up for every word of that. The district, the school districts under House Bill 722 would be required to notify a parent of a change in their student's gender identity or emotional or physical health or well-being. Good. You know, I grew up in an era where if an adult who's not the parent wanted to have a secret with a kid who was not their kid, that was considered predatory behavior. We've not outgrown that. We've outwoked that. It's still a good way to keep your kids from being disadvantaged, from from keeping your kids from being molested, keep your kids from being taken advantage of by strangers. Uh, So I'll add that to my list, 454, 616, 722. Uh, When we get back in session in the General Assembly after the election, uh, let's hope... Bob Cup and Matt Huffman, the leaders of the House and Senate, prioritize those three bills.